Welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast, where we talk to C-level leaders from across the payments landscape. We'll be discussing the products and services that impact the payment space today, as well as trends and predictions for the future of payments. We will also hear stories from our guests about their journeys to the top. We're really one of the only providers that does the latter. We partner with 149 payroll companies, and we use those payroll companies as a distribution method to the employer and then ultimately to the employee. Now, on top of that distribution method, which what's really beautiful is the technology or the integration that we have with that payroll provider. It's a really, really seamless integration that ends up trickling down to the employer where they don't need to provide any manual intervention. They don't need to do any integration of their own. It's already been done upstream. That was Tate Hackert, the co-founder and president of Zazoon, and he's my special guest this week on episode 220 of the Leaders in Payments podcast, and I'm your host, Greg Myers. Tate grew up on a small town island in Canada, but had to go all the way to Hong Kong before he finally realized that being a lawyer wasn't his calling. When he returned, he had exchanged his passion for a reputable career for an obsession with technology. Zazun is a way for employees to get paid prior to the regularly scheduled paycheck date. 80 million Americans live paycheck to paycheck, so the ability to access earned wages as needed significantly minimizes cash flow distress and the resulting predatory product scams and credit hits that can often come with it. Zazun can send money directly to the employee's bank account or use a prepaid debit card option or a gift card option that offers a coupon clipping on steroids kind of benefit for the employee. Tate and I go on to talk about his journey co-founding the company, including where he sees the industry going in the next two to three years. We also talk about his big, hairy, audacious goal to save 10 million employees $10 billion. We've got a great episode ahead, so let's get started. Hi, Tate. Thank you for being here, and welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Greg. Absolutely. So let's dive right in. If you don't mind, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and we'll dive into your professional career in a minute. But tell us a little bit about where you grew up, where you went to school, where you currently live, a few things like that. Sure. I guess it's a very broad question, but I'll try to keep it somewhat short. I grew up on Vancouver Island, which is the most West Coast part of Canada, or at least the most West Coast coast part that I know of in Canada, in a small little town called Comox, British Columbia. And it was such an awesome time. I loved growing up in a small town on the island. It was always, you know, summer times full of river swimming and going from lake to lake and yeah, just having fun. So I ended up attending university on Vancouver Island as well, the University of Victoria, which is the southernmost tip of the island and only about a couple hour ferry ride from Seattle, actually. But I attended university there, didn't really know what I was going to do. It kind of just seemed like the right thing to do after high school was go to university and figure some stuff out. I think originally maybe planned to be a lawyer because that seemed like a respectable career. <laughs> but, uh, but after a couple of years, I think I realized that I didn't have the grades to be a lawyer, nor did I really want to do that. So in my last year of university, I actually went to Hong Kong on an exchange program. And, you know, I'd started dabbling in the concept of technology and startups a little bit before that. I like to think of university as a bit of a networking career for me. And so I I stopped going to classes in in second year and 
I replaced all my classes with coffees with kind of businessmen around Victoria. And thankfully, they, they were willing to chat with a, a young guy. So I dabbled a little bit in, in the thought of starting something. I dabbled a little bit in the thought of, you know, how could I scale a technology company? And when I went to Hong Kong, it sort of all came together. There's these things called meetups at the time. I think they're still around, but I don't know how popular they are anymore. But it was called meetup.com. And they would post up all of these technology events and startup events and everything else. And Hong Kong was just buzzing with it at the time. This was in 2013. And so kind of just when the you know whole Airbnb, Snapchat, Spotify craze, everything started popping off and startups were the hot thing. And I came back from Hong Kong with a half, not even half, I guess half developed web page for what I, you know, I thought would be Zazun and a little bit more of an idea as to what I wanted to do as it related to getting people paid early. And we can kind of get into Zazun later, I'm sure. But yeah, I came back to Canada, moved straight to Calgary, and I've been in Calgary, Alberta ever since. Okay, okay. Well, let's go ahead and, and talk about Zazoon. So tell our audience what Zazoon does. Zazoon is a way for employees to get paid prior to their regularly scheduled paychecks. And why this is important is there are a ton of individuals, about 80 million Americans, in fact, that live paycheck to paycheck. And unfortunately, when they find themselves in cash flow distress in between pay periods, they end up needing to succumb to payday loans, overdraft fees, just predatory products, or maybe they just miss a bill and potentially get a hit to their credit. And so the thought with Zazun was, well, can we just provide this same sort of short-term cash flow utility, but can we do so in a way that is super responsible to the consumer? And how we do that is we actually partner with businesses and offer it as a benefit. And so we offer with businesses across the United States, like McDonald's, KFC, Hilton Hotels, and their employees have Zazun as an option where they can go in and request their pay prior to their regularly scheduled payday, use those funds as they see fit. And then on the regularly scheduled payday, we get paid back what they took out in advance, plus any fees that they might have incurred. And What's really neat about Zazun is there's three ways for a customer to get their money. Two of them are absolutely free, and one of them is a small fee. Okay. And what are those ways? Yeah. So a customer has three ways to access funds through Zazun. The first is a just typical send it to their bank account. We do that in real time, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I always like to say it can be 4 a.m. on Christmas Eve, and that person can access their funds right away. And that's a $5 flat charge for the employee to do so. The other two ways that we have is we have a Zazun debit card. And so this is a Visa-issued prepaid card. It comes with an account and routing number. So it effectively becomes that employee's new bank account. They can get their check deposited there. They can also stream their wages to that card for completely free. And then the last way that's also completely free is we have a gift card option. This one's really cool. It's I like to think of it as coupon clipping on steroids. Essentially, what it is, is an employee can come into the Zazun app. They are taking money, not just to take money, right? They're taking money to go buy something. I think this is a realization that is so simple, but it's something that we realized, you know, a couple of years ago. These people are coming to get money for something. And we have this ability to issue them a gift card instantly digitally to their email to places like CVS, Walmart, Amazon, Uber. And so... An employee can access their pay early in the form of a gift card. It is free for them to do so. Now, not only is it free, there's actually a bonus attached to it. 
And so that's why I like to say it's, you know, coupon clipping on steroids. That person might choose to take $100 in the form of a CVS gift card and actually get $107 in spend, which is super powerful. Okay. And they, I assume you have like a mobile app that they can download and that's one of the ways they can manage their funds? Yeah, certainly. So an employee, I'll kind of maybe paint a picture for you because I do know that it can get confusing. There's multiple stakeholders. We talk about the businesses, the employee. What it would look like for a typical employee or, or, or situation is, you know, you're working at McDonald's, you're working at a McDonald's location in rural Texas, and that McDonald's has a poster up on their wall that showcases Zazun. They also decide to send emails out to their employees and maybe they have a, a communication app or a payroll app that also employees are used to checking for information like pay stubs or their time and attendance records, whatever. Zazun is present in all of those places. And so when an employee is in a need for money, they simply click on the call to action in one of those places and sign up and they sign up with a couple pieces of information, but Really, it's not an extensive sign-up because as soon as they sign up with a couple pieces of information, we're able to actually talk with the payroll system or talk to the employer and fill out the rest of that employee's profile for them. And so an employee can go from never using Zazoon before to being signed up and actually having funds in their bank account all within a couple minutes, which is, again, super powerful, especially if you're someone living paycheck to paycheck or in a crunch. And then come payday, Again, nothing to worry about, completely automated. Funds are seamlessly transferred off of your paycheck back to Zazun. Okay. And you've talked a little bit about the value to the employee, right? So staying away from predatory lenders and all of the value for the employees. What is the value for the employer? It's a good question. There's a lot. We like to think of the employee and employer both having equal part in all of this. Now, for the employee, the outcome that we're really trying to achieve is we're saving employees money. The outcome or the takeaway from all of this, when an employee uses Zazun instead of a predatory service, they are able to save money. Now, for an employer, that saving of money goes a really long way. So that employer all of a sudden is able to tout Zazun as a benefit to their staff and prospective hires. And so we see the benefit of Zazun actually increasing candidate pipeline by two times. Employers are able to hire twice as quickly by using Zazun as a benefit in the recruitment package, they're able to retain employees longer. And here's a crazy one. And sorry, of course, there's productivity improvement and all these things that are related to reduced financial stress and overall happiness and savings for an employee. Now, here's a crazy one, though, which is till theft. And we received this testimonial maybe 18 months or so ago. And again, it was one of those things that hit us like, oh my gosh, this is so, so valuable. And we hadn't thought of it before. But a large Wendy's franchise that uses us, a dozen of Wendy's locations, reported an 80% reduction in till theft, meaning employees prior to Zazun would simply skim $20, $30 off the float of the cash register. After Zazun, they didn't need to. They didn't need to take that risk. They didn't want to take that risk. They're able to access their pay early. And we thought that that was an incredible benefit for the business, or it is an incredible benefit for the business. So hopefully that answers your question. I think there are sort of benefits for the consumer, benefits for the business, and we really see it as a win-win in in both regards. Yeah, I certainly never would have thought of that as a benefit, but it makes perfect sense, right? That they're, they're taking a little cash here or there to make ends meet, and if they don't have to, then that's obviously a 
an interesting testimonial that you got there. That's pretty cool. So you've mentioned Wendy's and McDonald's. I mean, obviously, that's a target market. Sort of what are the verticals? I mean, sort of outside of maybe hospitality and fast food, what are the the verticals that this resonates the most with? So yeah, we see a lot of hospitality. We see a lot of fast food. We see a lot of manufacturing. It's really important to note that Zayzoon is a provider for small and mid-sized businesses. Our typical business is a couple hundred employees. That might be across multiple locations in the case of, say, a McDonald's franchise. But typically, we are going for 2,000 employees and below. And the reason being is that these small and mid-sized businesses are very underserved. Their employees are underserved. They don't have a ton of benefits available to them. Other earned wage access providers cannot normally service these smaller businesses. They don't have the infrastructure to do so. They're used to partnering with these large, large enterprises. And of course, at a large enterprise, you have the ability to have a dedicated payroll admin that can help with manual intervention of of administering wages. They're back and forth, things that aren't completely automated where, for example, on payday, when payday happens, are those funds being automatically reconciled through the payroll system? Or is there an actual payroll admin at a large organization that's doing some of that manually? And the answer is, you know, for a lot of these larger organizations that have partnered with earned wage access providers, there is a lot of manual intervention and the small businesses just can't consume that. And that's really where Zazoon wins. And that's where our competitive advantage is, which is we can service businesses of all sizes, but really focus on those 2,000 and below employers. And again, typically a couple hundred is really that sweet spot. So we see a wide range from the ones that you mentioned, hospitality, fast food, manufacturing. We also see a lot of mom and pop coffee shops and event planning organizations and 20-person shops. So it really is a wide range. Across the US, we service over 4,500 businesses. Okay. And are you only in the US? We are, yeah. So despite my Canadian accent and (laughs) half of Zazun's employees being in Canada, we are entirely US-based. Okay. And I think the magic question that a lot of people have around sort of these earned wage access companies is how do you make money? Obviously, you charge a fee for a few things, but it doesn't sound like that's the, the majority of your revenue. So can maybe explain where your value comes from and how you actually make money? Yeah, happy to. So we do make money entirely from those fees. Now, whether that is a $5 fee or the free options, the free options still pay us. And I'll explain that. So for example, when when a consumer uses a Zazun debit card, a Zazun Visa card, it is free for the consumer. But every time you swipe that card at a merchant terminal, so you're going to buy something from the corner store, that merchant's actually paying a couple percent of which some goes to Visa, some goes to the bank that issued that card, and some goes to Zazun. And so that's called interchange. And that's how Zazun is able to offer some of these products for free and still make money in the back end. And then similarly with the gift card program. So when we are offering a free gift card to an employee, and that employee chooses to buy $100 to CVS, CVS is not only bonusing the employee, they're actually bonusing Zazun as well. So they give us some money in the back end for bringing them that customer. And so that's really how we think about it. We have three revenue streams, all three of which are transactional based, I suppose, based on an employee accessing their pay early. 
But we also believe, like any benefits program, there are abilities for the employer to become a paying customer. And we have some exciting things in the, I guess, roadmap for this year. Okay. And you mentioned your focus on smaller businesses or medium-sized businesses as a differentiator. Are there other differentiators? You know, How do you differentiate your company from your competitors out there? We really see it as that small business capability, the payroll integrations that we've created. So you know, maybe to go a little bit deeper into that, when you're an earned wage access provider, you can do it a few ways, right? You can be direct to consumer, you can go through an employer specifically, or you can choose to go through payroll providers as a distribution channel. And we're really one of the only providers that does the latter. We partner with 149 payroll companies, and we use those payroll companies as a distribution method to the employer and then ultimately to the employee. Now, on top of that distribution method, which what's really beautiful is the technology or the integration that we have with that payroll provider. It's a really, really seamless integration that ends up trickling down to the employer where they don't need to provide any manual intervention. They don't need to do any integration of their own. It's already been done upstream. And so as it goes further and further down the line, it just really becomes so, so simple for each stakeholder to interact with Zazun. So I think that's a major differentiator for us. The other side of things is from the consumer point of view, it's all very similar, right? A consumer's coming to access funds early. An employee sees that an earned wage access provider exists. They see that as a need for funds early because they're, you know, they're having stress in some areas. Typically, those funds are very close to real time. Typically, you know, providers might have a card program. Where Zazun differs a little bit with the employee is we are completely wallet agnostic meaning we have a few options for that employee. We do not you know, require that employee to take a pay card. We do not require that employee to only take advances to their bank account. We give them that optionality, and we believe that's very powerful. And then lastly, just the, the support that we provide employees. So really stellar support and, and experience where our NPS, our most recent NPS was in the high 70s, which if you're familiar with NPS scoring, it's on a scale of negative 100 to positive 100. And I think the likes of like an Apple is is kind of in that 71 or 72 range. Yeah, that's definitely uh, an impressive NPS score. That's for sure. Where do you see this headed, say, in the next two to three years? What are the, what are the trends or what are the things you think are coming that are going to affect this space? Being in this space, it's, you know, everything's moving so, so quickly. When we started Earned Wage Access, seven, eight years ago, it was literally not an industry, right? And we helped pioneer and forge this industry. And now it's taken off completely. And we are having employers come to us asking for solutions, which is very, very awesome. And it also gets a little bit scary at times because the competitive landscape heats up and you just have a little bit more to think about. But I think it's still relatively new. I think because we're in this echo chamber, we feel it the hardest. But the truth is, is there's still a long curve of adoption. And the best thing that we can do for the next couple of years is just build awareness of the industry, right? So that includes us and our competitors, just build awareness and the best player will win. I do think that there's interesting things happening. FedNow, which is a real-time payment system, is being issued or you know, launching in July. We have RTP, which is sort of like the 
FedNow, RTP. It's, it's almost like Blu-ray versus DVD, I, I like to think of it as. So we'll see which one wins there. Visa's obviously, they just announced a, a interoperability with PayPal last week for more seamless transactions back and forth. So it's interesting. There's a lot of things heating up in the real-time payment space. I think you, you will see payments start to be more and more democratized or commoditized. And what that means for companies, like in any commoditized industry, it really comes down to your distribution method. It comes down to your customer experience and, and customer support. And I think those are the three things that we'll continue to be focused on for the coming years. And I think if we do that, you continue to see the pain points that your customers experience. In, in our case, our customers are our payroll partners, they're our businesses and the employee. And so if we keep a super, super, I guess, tight ear to the ground on this and, and just understanding what exactly those pain points and problems that our customer sets are experiencing, we're quite confident that we've built an immense amount of trust in people's most vulnerable times and we can offer them services to better their financial lives and really add to our core mission, which is, or our core BHAG, I should say, our, our big, hairy, audacious goal, which is, can we save 10 million employees $10 billion? Hmm. That's quite a goal. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> awesome. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about you. So maybe pick up where you left off. You come back from Hong Kong with a half-built or a half-thought-through idea that obviously you took somewhere and, and made something out of it. So maybe give us that, that story pick up from coming back from Hong Kong. Yeah, sure. I'll, maybe I'll go back a little bit, which is growing up on Vancouver Island, I was fortunate to work in the fishing industry, which for those that know, or maybe have you've watched like the Alaskan king crab fishing. Now it wasn't that intense, but the point is, is we go out on the boat for 20, 30, 40 days. And as a 14, 15, 16 year old kid, I, I could come back with quite a bit of money in my pocket. And this was before the days of remote work and stuff, obviously, but my teachers would let me go away for 30 days in, in a semester a couple times a year and do my homework from the boat. And I'd come back with some money. And when I was 16 years old, I did a second mortgage for an individual. Basically, you know, this individual was subprime, couldn't get a mortgage from the bank. And I ended up, you know, lending them some money. And this was through my dad at the time, who I think was just not through my dad at the time, through my dad, that at the time, I think was just giving me a bit of insight into how to make money on money. And so a year later, when I got that check back with interest, I thought, wow, this is, this is pretty incredible. And I went crazy with it. I started lending money through Craigslist ads. And between the age of 16 and 23, I lent out a little over a quarter million dollars of my own capital. And so I think like I was always quite entrepreneurial, had a painting company in high school, uh, actually did that a little bit through university as well. And so always had a little bit of this entrepreneurial bug in me. And it was related to, to money at the same time, like to the concept of giving people money. And so I think over the years at university, it started coming together more and more. I had a couple mentors that I would talk to every few months or so, and, and they'd help form the idea. And then it really hit when I was chatting with a friend. His dad operated a oil servicing company, an oil rig servicing company. And he had mentioned how it was kind of just a, a throwaway comment, but he said, you know, I, I can't stop. Like my employees, they just always want advances on their pay. I don't know what to do with it. Like I'm just, I'm always doing this administration of, of giving them money. And it kind of just hit me. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm already giving people money for short periods of time. 
I want to do something that scales in the technology space. You know, I'd kind of thought about this idea of money through an employer. And then when he said that, it really sort of struck me as there's an opportunity here. And when I came back from Hong Kong, I moved directly to Calgary. And actually, there's <laughs> there's a 30-day stint in there between Calgary and Hong Kong where I went and sold tuna fish door to door, which is maybe a, maybe a story for another time. I don't know. But it was I flew to Toronto, Canada, had a sample of tuna. I drove around to almost 100 restaurants, and I got zero, <laughs> zero of them. Now, you might say, oh, okay, here's a 22-year-old kid driving around in a van with a couple of samples of tuna in the back, showing up unannounced to a restaurant. But it did end up working. So at the time, it was zero. I uh, ended up following up and following up by phone call and then email, and eventually actually turned that into to quite a beautiful business that's still running today as a distribution business to a number of, I guess, restaurants in Ontario. But pending, or I, I guess, aside from that little one-month trip there in between, I, I went directly to Calgary. And when I got to Calgary, I was sort of a little bit lost, you know, like just finished university. I had a girlfriend at the time that we were sort of figuring stuff out and ended up reaching out to one of my mentors and saying, hey, like, I think it's time I do this. Like, I want to start putting some ideas down on paper and actually making something work. And he has said, well, hey, I, I know a guy in Calgary or I know of a guy in Calgary. I don't know. You want to like maybe meet with him and see if there's something there. And that's Darcy Tour. So Darcy is my co-founder and Zazun's CEO. And so myself and Darcy started Zazun back in 2014. And, you know, it was a few years of a drunken walk and trying to figure out exactly what to do and where we were going. And I think in 20, end of 2017, so almost three years or more than three years since, since Darcy and I met and started on this journey, we really kind of hit an unlock, which was we went to a payroll trade show in the United States in, in Portland, Oregon. And we came back with more business than we had done in the previous three years in Canada. We knew right then, okay, like this is it. Let's build an entire strategy around unlocking this payroll channel and let's just go hard. And that's exactly what we did. So from end of 2017, beginning of 2018 until now, it's been entirely US focused. We've gone from, you know, Darcy and myself to uh, we're over 80 employees today, of which half of those came on in the last year. And we're just working on building an amazing product and offering for our customer base. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. It's a really, really cool journey. And I'm glad you shared that with us. So what are some things you're passionate about? So maybe one work-related passion and one personal passion. On the work side, it's funny, you know, I think as an organization grows, especially as a generalist founder, you sort of need to, you need to grow with the organization and, and you need to figure out exactly where your passion does lie and and where you want to double down on and areas that you want to get better at. Because when your organization is quadrupling or quintupling inside of a year, that's a lot of change. And that's a lot of change for a single person to sort of figure out for themselves. And so I think I've been doing a lot of reflecting in, in that regard as we've grown. Where my passion lies is really on the customer side of things. Last year, September to November, we took a Zazun branded RV across the country. 75 days, went from California to New York. We visited thousands of employees and Zazun advocates, did drop-ins to dozens or if not hundreds of businesses. And that to me, just building that passion around being connected to a customer voice, 
a customer problem and having that instilled throughout the organization so that every time we're developing something or every time we're trying to make a decision, someone can point to that experience or point to, you know, I'm using that experience as an analogy, I suppose, but they can point to the customer and say, well, hey, are we doing right by them? Or, you know, is this the best path that we should take in order to execute on our BHAG? And I really love drawing that connection just through the customer journey and customer experience for our staff at Zazun. So hopefully that makes sense. But but that's definitely one area that I have an immense amount of passion in on the business front. On the personal front, I got a lot. I was really, really into martial arts when I was younger. And I had stopped doing it, or I'd kind of done it on and off for a while since then. But in January, I joined a jiu-jitsu club. And I've been going to that three or four days a week. And it's just felt so, so good to get back into it. Jiu-jitsu is this game of chess with your body. It's, it's, it's such a weird sport, but it is so meditative and relaxing. And at the same time, a crazy competitive workout. So I think that's one of my passions, at least for the last few months, it has been anyways. Okay. Okay. I thought you might say watching the deadliest catch might be something you enjoy doing, but (laughs) (laughs) so I must say I am a reality TV fiend. Typically they're like the dating reality TV shows like love is blind and other ones like that. And it's terrible, but I cannot get enough of it. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) All right. So final question you know, the whole kind of payment space has really changed a lot in the last 10 years. And, you know, fintech added to it, the amount of money invested, the technology, the innovative things that have been done. People come out of college now, I mean, unlike you and probably unlike a lot of people, they now come out of college looking at payments or fintech as a place to build a career. You decided to build a business. Others go to work for companies and whatever, but they see it as an opportunity to build a career. So maybe think about as people come to your company, you've hired a lot of people, obviously, over the over the last couple of years. Like, what do you tell them? Or if they came to you and said, hey, Tate, give me some advice. How do I become successful in this payments or fintech space? Like, what would you tell them to do? I think in the payments and fintech space or in any space, it's just about having an insatiable curiosity. If you have a crazy curiosity and you have uh, grit or, or drive, you'll be successful in anything. I think that curiosity piece for us, again, it relates back to the customer problem. I think in payments, payments is a, a mechanism of which you can provide a really stellar benefit or value to a stakeholder, whether that's a business, a consumer. And so... The payments piece is the simple piece. The hard piece is having a curiosity to really figure out what problem you're solving, how can you create or how can you solve that problem better than someone else. And that's not just a founder's job to do. That's not just things you need to know if you're starting a company. That really relates to every single team member or every single person that's looking for a career in payments. And so I would just say that, yeah, get crazy curious. And, you know, that curiosity, I think, feeds really well or interplays really well with the concept of grit and and drive, which is be like a bloodhound with figuring (laughs) things out. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. I don't think people go into careers with wanting to learn the nuances and being really curious. So I think that's that's some great advice. Well, Tate, we've covered a lot of ground so far. Obviously, we've talked about you and and your personal journey. We've talked about the company Zazun and what you do, the value you bring to the market. Is there anything else you'd like to cover before we wrap up? 
I don't think so. I hope that that was valuable. I think we chatted about a lot in only you know, 30, 40 minutes. So that was great, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we, we did cover a lot. So thank you so much. I know you're very, very busy. So thank you so much for jumping on this. And I know your time is valuable, so I want to be sensitive to that. But again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. And to all you listeners out there, I thank you for your time as well. And until the next story. Thank you for joining us this week on the Leaders in Payments podcast. Make sure you visit our website at leadersinpayments.com where you can subscribe to the show and where you'll find our show notes. If you enjoyed listening, please share on your social channels as well. 